News. Well, let me welcome onto the show now Masbule Lebuso, the MD of the Uyine Nemkwechana Foundation. And of course, we have this conversation as the country is marking 16 days of activism. The story of Uyinene being one of those that captured the hearts of South Africans. And it was really collective pain that I think we all felt seeing how this the life of this young promising student uh, was so brutally taken away. Uh, Masbuselele, good morning to you and thank you so much for your time today. Good morning, Cassie, and thank you for having me. Um, thank you to SAFM for always uh, giving us the platform to, to share and um, yes, to have this conversation. So mm. thank you. I, I imagine that, you know, uh, a campaign like 16 Days of Activism, when you approach it, you approach it from a, a completely different perspective than just anybody else. Because, of course, you are championing what is uh, the life of Uyine but you're also trying to ensure that other young women do not find themselves in the same position as she did. And and by mm. that, I don't mean that there was anything that she could have done to prevent yes. what happened to her, but that we need to stop the violence that is perpetuated against, young, uh, against women and young girls from happening in the first place. Yes, yes. absolutely. I think the fight for us has... has uh, since the inception of the foundation has always just been so personal and I think it will never stop being personal. Mm-hmm. Um, working um, with the foundation and working with other foundations and organizations um, such as First for Women, um, for us, that pain, we work through that pain, if I can put it like that. We work through that experience and, and as you mentioned, um, that, you know, as as South Africa, there's always, you know, those big cases that um, are make it to the news. There's always big cases, but there's those big cases that make it to the news that, you know, cause us to kind of stop and reflect. And I think Uinene's um, case was one of those. And for us, it's very personal. It's personal that we make sure that we don't forget. We don't forget that um, women and children are still unsafe. Mm. in this country and um, it seems uh, a lot of times it seems like we are alone in the fight that you know the big decision makers and the policy makers are not listening or are not taking it serious Um, um, so for us it's personal for us um, it's unending and the fight will not end for us until we see change and real change um, that is what has been, you know, the the state of Uyin and his family since her killing? Are you able to talk to us about that? Um, yes, Cathy. Um, so the family is one that I don't know where they get their strength, um, but um, the family has been going from strength to strength. They are heavily involved in the foundation and the work that uh, we do. Um, they are directly involved in, in, in some cases, uh, some projects are headed by them. Um, and so I think um, 
like all of us, they have used the foundation as a healing tool and as a healing vehicle mm-hmm. um, for their pain as well. But I will say that they are going from strength to strength and the support, the ongoing support, Kathy, I always mention this, that, um, you know, the un- ongoing support from South Africans um, has been a massive contribution to that strength and that resilience. And so from the family's perspective, it's, it's always going to be difficult. Um, grief is, is quite complicated. Some days are good and some days are, you know, bad. But um, the family keeps going uh, stronger and stronger. And, it's, yeah, we, we we're grateful for that. So your focus then over the 16 days as a foundation is to try and make sure that government meets the promises that it has made to the women of this country, uh, especially where it has said there will be certain initiatives put in place to strengthen then the fight against gender-based violence. What has been promised that has not been delivered? Uh, We had many promises two years um, ago um, the president made a lot of promises, um, such as, um, you know, making sure that there were um, thoughts that were uh, implemented or um, started all around South Africa, about 11 courts that would focus on gender-based violence cases. Mm-hmm. We were promised harsh sentences, uh, policies that will make sure that there will be harsher sentences for perpetrators of gender-based violence. We're also promised that they would look at bail, um, not making sure that, you know, rapists are not given bail easily uh, so that they can roam around and look for their next victims. Um, Another thing that was promised was looking at, um, you know, the DNA backlogs, which contributes to, um, you know, the reason why these cases or rape cases take so long to solve and take so long for justice to be served. Um, So we were promised that. um, And also the National Strategic Plan was also promised. Um, So that um, happened. The National Strategic Plan was implemented, not was implemented, it was introduced to us, it was put out there. And within this plan, a a National Council of Gender-Based Violence uh, was promised um, um, this National Council of Gender-Based Violence is supposed to make sure that the structures that government means or plans to put in place um, happen. So the National uh, Council is made out of civil uh, organizations, uh, civil society, and also government officials that will form a board and sit down and make sure that everything that is on the national um, strategic plan is implemented correctly. The funds that were raised and the budget that was allocated to fighting the spread of gender-based violence is allocated to the right people, and action is taken on the ground in the communities. And so we haven't seen much of these promises come through. Uh, It's been two years and the cases are on the rise. The, the recent statistics are shocking. Um, the cases are, are on the rise, and the, the cases are getting more violent as time goes by. And so what we did in August is that we partnered with um, other civil organizations and other organizations that have been um, 
part of the fight for longer than we have. And under the leadership of Emily O'Ryan, we we had a campaign called Post Office to Parliament where we collected over 12,000 postcards and we delivered them to Parliament and we met with the minister there. And what the minister promised was that um, by the end of this year, so on the 3rd of December, the National Council of Gender-Based Violence would be established. And so we had that promise from the minister, which was a bold promise, but it, it, it has been something that we've been waiting for for years. And so we kind of waited for that to happen. And um, along the wait came first four women who have been activists in the space for a very long time. And what they did, and we've been working for first four women since the inception of uh, the foundation. Um, and what they wanted to do was to amplify our projects that we did in August to make sure that this promise that was made in August is implemented. And so what we're doing now is focusing on raising awareness so that people know that there is a National Council of Gender-Based Violence that needs to be implemented mm. so that all these promises can be put in place. And so what we are urging South Africans to do is to write to, to, to Parliament again, um, use us as a vehicle, use First for Women and the platform that they have created as a vehicle to make sure that your voice is heard. Sure. And so that's what we're yeah. focusing on um, this the 16 days of activism. Masbulele, we're going to continue this conversation with you in a moment. And and I think the, the other thing that is important for us to reflect on here is that, you know, when government makes its, uh, makes promises, it shouldn't be up to people to make them keep the promises Absolutely. that they yes. have made. And especially where something has been declared, the yes. second pandemic of this country. So we'll take a look at that. And again, uh, you're more than welcome to add your voice to this conversation on 011-714-2006. SAFM values your views. Be an active citizen. Kathy Motlatana on SAFM. We continue the conversation on the talking point and we're talking to Masbule Lebuso, who is the MD of the Uyine Nemkhwechana Foundation. And they're calling on government to fulfill the promise that was made for a national council to be put together uh, to help fight gender-based violence in the country. And, you know, Masbule, this issue of, again, having to get government to commit um, to yeah. its own promises. It contributes to why the fight against gender-based violence is an ongoing issue because it was civil society in the first place that pushed mm. the level of conversation mm -hmm. around gender-based violence in this country to be at the level that it reached two years ago. Because mm -hmm. before then, it was... A pandemic but it was never acknowledged as, mm. as 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 such and so you know one step forward was taken but the follow-through then on the commitment to that is what remains yes. outstanding but that potentially is what could be the game changer yes absolutely we have seen a, a, a very passive participation from government when it comes to issues of gender-based violence, almost as if they are not seeing 
what we are seeing on the ground, almost as if they're not witnessing mm-hmm. um, every day that, um, you know, women are dying and children are dying uh, because of gender-based violence. Um, we were reflecting last night that, you know, they, 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 um, their focus for the 16 days of activism, uh, their theme is called uh, moving from awareness to accountability. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, that's, that's it, it's interesting that they have, um, such, you know, a, a, a theme for 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 this coming six or for the sixteen days of activism, focusing on us as civil organizations and civil society to be accountable. So not them being accountable, but us being accountable uh, and making sure that gender-based violence stops. Which, for me, is indicative of the way in which they look at gender-based violence as a civil society uh, problem, and it should stay at that. I think if government took a very urgent and a very, um, you know, active um, role in making sure that gender-based violence does not continue, I think we would start seeing change. We would start seeing progress. Um, But as long as they are distancing themselves from the problem, you know, the, 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 the progress will be very, very uh, slow. Mm. What does that do to organizations like yours? Because, again, in the moment of tragedy, it it is easy to come forward and make all sorts of statements. And, and sometimes it's also important that statements are made. So it is important that there is that visibility from leadership to show that, you know, they're grieving with affected families and that they are not disaffected by what has happened. But more than anything, you know, what, what is required is, is, is the follow-through. So when you see the stagnation what does that tell you, um, and 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 how does it impact then the work that that you are doing? I mean, I think this problem is so multifaceted, mm-hmm. um, and it affects us in, in many different ways. I mean, what it communicates to us as civil society is that the government is just interested in ticking the box when they have to. But when it comes to commitment and accountability and making sure that action is taken, we are alone and we have to kind of make sure that we are, you know, you know, screaming and shouting and 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 doy doying in front of of the union buildings for them to understand that this is an issue. Mm-hmm. I think for everyone in South Africa, we no one um, is unaware that gender-based violence is a second pandemic and. What we would like as civil organizations is that government um, responds to gender-based violence the same way we've responded to COVID, that we make it a norm that, um, you know, we, we are talking about this and we are changing policies. We're making sure that we're responding to gender-based violence as quickly and as swiftly as we have uh, responded to to um, COVID-19. and. Uh, unfortunately, gender-based violence has no cure, um, but it is up to us to make the cha- change. Um, it is important for us as civil society and as for government to help us in this cause. And so, um, yeah, it, it, ver- it is very um, disheartening, and uh, sometimes it feels like we must lose hope 
because we are it feels like we're alone in this fight but we won't stop uh, until until um we're safe mm. in this country mm. all right i'm going to take a quick call from Seizwe. Seizwe, you're calling us from bloom good morning Good morning, Mrs. Kathy. Yes. Long time. How are you? It, it's been a while. I'm well, thank you. Thanks for calling me. Well. Yes, Mrs. Um, Kathy, I'm not too much of an emotional type of a person, but um, the, the 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 term which 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 we keep using, saying the government must take responsibility, the government, the government. Yet the same government is saying our women, our children, our women, our children. It's like we are patronizing each other. And when we say the government, to me it sounds like government is this big institution that is so unapproachable, whereby the lady, as he clearly articulates, Cyril Ramaphosa promised, made promises. So who holds the president accountable when it comes to that? Mm. You understand? When he, if he had um, um, uh, the guards or if he was able to open to open a channel of attending the funeral and he had to utter all those words, let the president open a channel whereby the lady you are interviewing now can directly speak to the president and say, President, I'm tired of um, speaking about government. It was not the government that was speaking, it was you. What have you done? Mm. And mm. who do I go to? Because now if we are to do follow-ups with the government and their promises, it will be economic development or social social department and whatsoever. Mm. At what time does it then does this lady get to the president? Sizwe, Why doesn't Sizwe? the person who makes promises keep an open channel to those he makes promises mm. too? Sizwe, I'm going to ask you just to pause it on that note. Uh, we'll continue the conversation after the 10.30 news headlines. Nomsam Dluli is uh, standing by. Conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. Kathy Mosasana on SAFM. We continue the conversation on the talking point and we're reflecting on some of the promises that have been made by government in terms of what it will do, uh, practical things that will be put in place to help fight gender-based violence in this country. Among them was the uh, commitment to establish a national council. The Uyina Nemkhoichana Foundation is actively then taking on government and calling for these promises that have been made to actually be adhered to. Masbulele Buso is the MD of that organization. And Sizwe, you were calling us from Bloemfontein. Sizwe, sorry, I had to cut you off there. Uh, We had to take the news quickly. uh, (laughs) I'll try and summarize it as as quickly as possible. Kathy, you know know what I wanted to to leave with the lady. Um, I I would have said um, our politicians, our president, our ministers, whoever it is, they treat us as if their boyfriends are trying to prove a point to their girlfriends when the relationship starts. They promise heaven and earth and the beach and the sea and everything. They mm-hmm. deliver nothing. So it's unfortunate that that being said, they close communication. You need this and that to get to the president or to the minister. It doesn't help. As it is, I, how many years has it been? What has the Minister of Social Development said and the yeah. Minister of Women and Children said to this lady? Mm-hmm. How, how far have they gone back about this issue? She's speaking about the court which the president promised to open. How many courts have been opened? 
you know, it will be like I'm veering off a bit, but we cannot trust what the president says. How many houses, a million houses were promised to people of Alexandra? So if we are to be honest, um, I will say the best way of dealing with what is happening, one, is for us men to stop being, 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 uh, being killers, abusers, and all that. Mm. And also to say, let the woman be, be uh, better empowered, better equipped by other community members and let it start and stay in the community and maybe we isolate the government because the government is the biggest disappointing factor. It's the biggest disappointing denominator in the whole fraction case. Okay. All right. Siswe, let me uh, leave it there with you for this morning. Uh, Masbulele, let me come back to you. And, and, and I think I wouldn't just stop with, with the office of the president. We have an entire ministry that is yeah. tasked with looking into some of these issues yeah. and being the central coordinator to ensure that there is implementation of some of these commitments across government. Yeah. And and so far, uh, according to the annual report, my, my understanding is that there are only 10 departments that have in the last financial year been fully reporting back on how they've been, you know, uh, implementing some of the, uh, f- the the policy frameworks in the national strategic plans in their department. What is everybody else doing? And where is the accountability for that? Exactly. Um, these are the questions that we asked um, in August when we met um, the minister. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, there was a lot that was said, but many questions remained um unanswered. Um, One thing that this National Council of Gender-Based Violence will do is to make sure that civil society and civil organizations are part of those decision-making groups and and groups of people. They're part of um, the meetings, they're part of the reporting, so that we make sure that we have a voice within those structures. I think... um, what our government does, and like the previous caller stated, is that our government does make these promises. Um, our president, uh, when in time of crisis, does come out and make all these promises. But who does keep the, 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 the um, president accountable? Who keeps the minister accountable? And what happens when these promises are not met? What channels? can we take um, other than, you know, marching to parliament, other than writing letters that are never received? What else can we do? What channels can be open to make sure that our message um, goes through? But one thing that I will say about this movement is that I don't think the government is unaware of what is going on on the ground. I think the government knows and the president um, knows that we are tired and we're dying and we are scared. Uh, we are, you know, we wake up every day wondering if we'll make it back home Mm -hmm. from work. And so this is not a way to live. And I think it's important that, um, yeah, we're taken seriously and steps are taken to make sure that we are safe in in this country. Masbulelo Buso, let me thank you so much for your time. The MD of the Uine Nemkwekjana Foundation, and we'll have to wait and see if in fact, on the 3rd, there's still some time before we get to it. It'll be uh, next week. This National Council that has been promised 
will in fact be announced and we'll also have to see how they will go about doing their work. You'd remember that there's been all sorts of conflict in that process as well that has led to the delay of the formation of, of that board. We did some work on it a little bit earlier on in 